Welcome to Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams, and this is the show where we talk about truth and grace boldly. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to Kindled. This is episode 98. Today is the first interview in my education miniseries. If you have not heard about this or are just joining us, I'm going to be releasing a series of episodes where I have interviewed six godly Christian women who have all made different choices with their spouses as to how to educate their kids. Now, if you have not listened to the introduction to this series, pause this episode and go back and listen to the previous one. Listen to that first one as it will set the scene for all of these interviews. Before we go any further, I want to tell you about the sponsor who is making today's episode possible, Prep Dish. So it's January and you guys, hold on, this is not another diet ad. Oh my gosh, if you're like me, you are just about over all of the advertising to join a gym or go on a crash diet or some crazy fad way of eating. No thanks. I am just trying to do some smart, sustainable goals like less eating out and more roasting veggies. If you like sustainable, reasonable changes that can make your every single night getting dinner on the table a little easier, may I recommend Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a meal planning service where you get weekly meal plans delivered to your inbox along with a shopping list, prep ahead instructions, and then you have dinner ready to go every night of the week. You shop once and prep once and everything's in the fridge and ready to heat up and enjoy. But because you need to see if something is actually a good fit for your family, the founder, Allison, is going to give Kindled listeners a two-week free trial. All you have to do is go to prepdish.com slash Kindled to get on board. Seriously, once you guys try this, you are going to be like, why didn't I think of this? Duh, this is a no-brainer. Go check it out at prepdish.com slash Kindled. So before we get too far into today's episode, I want to call your attention to the intro. Did you notice anything different? The tagline has changed, people, and I want to share a little bit about my heart behind why I'm doing that two years into the show. Nothing about the show has fundamentally changed besides the tagline, so you don't need to worry or think that Kindled is changing significantly. I really feel that this tagline actually reflects what this show has come to be all about much more effectively than the other one. So um, that's why I'm making the change. Let me share a little bit about why I chose the tagline, truth and grace, boldly. Contrary to popular opinion, boldness is not a personality trait. Biblical boldness is actually acting with courage on an urgent conviction in the face of some threat. Sound like a situation you've found yourself in lately? How about being alive in 2020? Am I right? The world is telling us truth and love don't go together. You can't have truth and grace. That if you love me, you'll accept and affirm me. And you'll do so blindly and wholeheartedly and with no mention of an absolute truth, since that's only found in the eye of the beholder. But what we find in the word of God is that they are inextricably tied. When we honor God and seek both, we get both, truth and grace. When we unhinge them and demand that they be delivered individualistically and oriented around us, we get neither. Convicted by the urgency at hand in this present day, we find ourselves compelled into bold action to love and share the good news of Jesus Christ with a world that is so desperately in need of hope. That's what I've been doing on this show, and with a renewed sense of purpose and clarity, that's what I will continue to do. 
All that to say, we're changing the tagline. It's been motherhood, work, and the grace we need for both uh, since I launched this podcast, which was two years ago, almost. And while that is absolutely how this podcast got started, uh, I have come to understand that the scope of what we are doing on this show is bigger than simply talking about motherhood and work. It is it is much bigger. And so I want to change the tagline to reflect that. And, um, and also to be more inclusive of the women who listen to the show who are not yet mothers or may never become mothers. And to recognize that truth and grace is necessary for all of us, um, regardless of your status as a mom. Um, the Bible also talks about spiritual mothers. So in that sense, we're all mothers in the body of Christ. But I, I wanted to mention that on the show. It's been, um, if you follow on Instagram at HaleyWilliams.Kindled, you've probably maybe seen me in stories chatting about that and doing some polls, asking if people felt it was still relevant to the show. Um, and it was pretty split 50-50. But as I personally prayed about it and thought about it, I really just came to the place of realizing this is bigger. It has grown. Um, the scope of the lens has broadened. Um and at the same time, also narrowed in further on what I know I need to be doing with this space. And so, therefore, the tagline has changed, and I wanted to let you guys know. So, look forward to that in future episodes. Okay, so during this mini-series, we are going to be hearing from two women in each category of public, private, and homeschool. They, two women who have chosen public, private, and homeschool for their kids, along with their spouses. I'm just trying to say that so it doesn't sound like they unilaterally made these choices, because obviously they didn't. So by the end of this mini-series, you will have heard from a total of six different ladies with six different um, situations. But um, they're going to be sharing what factors played into their decision, bringing us back to where they were when they made that choice, the concerns they had, the lies they believed, what helped them center their hearts on truth. I'm so grateful to these women and mothers for their courage and vulnerability in sharing how they went about making the choice they did so we can learn from their experience. Um, This is the body of Christ uh, building us up and spurring us on towards love and good works. And that doesn't mean that they're going to tell you how you should choose or what is the right answer for you, but it means that they are really ultimately pointing to truth, which is, hey, Jesus is our only hope, not education. My hope is that the testimonies in this mini-series are actually going to be helpful and serve as guides, but ultimately that they will point you not to a specific model of education, but to the only one who can bear the weight of our expectations and hope, Jesus Christ. Today, I'm chatting with my friend, Julie Klein. Julie and her husband, Nick, have chosen to educate their kids in the public school system. I wanted to chat with Julie because she is so trustworthy and wise in her decisions that she makes, and she weighs everything against the word of God. She and her husband, Nick, have been our small group leaders, and they are dear friends of ours still to this day. Her husband, Nick, is actually uh, one that is one of my husband's best friends, and they go on regular, uh, I wouldn't say quarterly, I would say bi-yearly, so like a couple times a year, motorcycle trips, um, and leave Julie and I home with our kids, and so we must really love them for letting them do that. And uh, I'm kidding, but kind of serious. I'm just going to stop now. But I just really value um, her insight. And she's a few years ahead of me in this whole 
uh, journey. And so I have just really been blessed to be able to see her walk forward with boldness and courage and ultimately just seeing her trust God, um, even in the unknown and in, um, in new situations that she hasn't been in before. So that's been an amazing model for me. And I wanted to share her with you. So you're welcome. So here is my conversation with Julie Klein. Okay, so today I'm chatting with my friend in real life, friend Julie Klein. Julie, thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks for having me, Haley. This is like super fun because <laughs> we don't ever really talk on the phone during the day. So no, we do not. It's great. So could you just introduce yourself for the listeners and tell us a little bit about your family? Yeah. Yeah. So hi, I'm Julie. My husband, Nick, and I, we've been married for about 10 years and we have three boys. They are currently ages six five and three. So we are just on the precipice of this uh, school topic. I'm a first grader, a kindergartner, and then one still at home. So we just kind of kicked off school. So it's kind of a yeah. new season for yeah. us. It's so fun. And a little bit of the background, Julie and I know each other from church and she and Nick, her husband, were actually our first and only so far uh, small group <laughs> leaders when we joined the church that we go to about seven years ago. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. And yeah, so we've known each other for the better yep. part of a decade, which is so weird. I love it. That's crazy. So, okay. I wanted to talk to you, Julie, because you guys, like you said, you are in the you know, the early years of school decisions and you guys recently moved. And, Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to, you know, find out a little bit about how you guys made the choice that you did make or have made at least to this point Yeah, in regards to education for your boys. So what can you tell us kind of just overview, like what choice have you guys made for this year for education. Yeah. And I love that you kind of prefaced it with this year because I yeah. feel like it is something that we need to have the freedom to reassess if we yes. need to. So yeah, we we chose to educate our children through the public education system, through our local community school. And you know, we do. We hold this decision open-handed no matter, and I think no matter what way you choose to educate your kiddos, it is good to reconsider it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're in the public school system and we just started first grade and then kindergarten. So yeah. So, it's exciting. And are, they're at the same school, right? Yes. Yes. One, well, yeah. One drop off. Yeah. Two drop nice. offs technically, but yes, my, my little one. Yeah. Is still mother yes, or not mother. Preschool. Right. Preschool. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So was the, this, was the whole education topic a hard decision for you guys as a family or was it kind of not a big deal? Yeah. So I say a little bit of both. We, I work full time outside the home actually in education at the college level, I teach college accounting in the school of business. So work being a full-time mom, I mean, logistically for our family, considering the options, I'd say the three options, you know, high level, these kind of are, there's lots of things underneath them, right? But homeschooling, a private Christian school or public school were the three that we considered, you know, we rolled out homeschooling pretty quickly mm-hmm. given my um, role as um, an educator. And it was just too hard to logistically think through how we could balance those two. Mm-hmm. So then we were down to private or public for us. And, and we did look at the options in our area and we really did narrow it down to two specific schools that we wanted to get more information about and consider you know, our public school feed or, um, or going to a private Christian school. So it was hard, but, you know, looking at the options that we had and 
those two options, I mean, kind of then thinking about what we considered, we really, we had to look at finances because sending your kids to a private Christian school is a big deal. And our three kids, you know, I, I mentioned those ages, they're pretty close in age. And so thinking through financially how to fund that really quickly for the next you know, foreseeable future with three right. in private school was a big consideration. And so for us really logistically finances and then the commute, we enjoy short commutes <laughs> given yeah. our time. Uh, so I think the commute to the options that we really wanted to consider was another big factor for us. And man, I also should probably say like, there are so many variables. I mean, these are just a few that we dealt with, but I know so many different people face so many different variables and it's, yeah. there's not one right answer here. And I know that that's probably something that's been, been, been said before because there's not right. <laughs> uh, but those were some of the things we considered as far as a significant commute, finances, and just logistically, you know, we ended up ruling out private for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of became pretty apparent. And kind of on the other side of that, like we had excellent public school option in our area. Yeah. So there's just little risk of sending right. for kiddos there. That's a blessing. I mean, yeah, yeah, it really is. And there's always fear. I mean, in any of the options, like there's always fear of blank, you know, and I live in anxiety yeah. a lot of the times, you know, is there bullying? Are my kids going to uh, feel isolated or, or have the wrong friend group? Um, and I can, we can go on and on on, on what the different yeah. worries are and fears. And, you know, I think that was also really apparent in the decision process for me and kind of what came out of my heart on what I, what am I believing and what am I, how am I making the decision, right? Am I making it out of fear or am I making it out of a godly worldview and perspective? So those were, it was, it was a bit of a hard decision, but as we kind of looked at where we were at, it became apparent what was the right fit for this season of life where we were at. I like that you brought out, you know, am I making the decision out of fear or out of a godly worldview and a, and a biblical worldview? I mean, yeah. not to say that only one of the options is no. in alignment with that, but the fact that as you identify what is in your own heart as the parent, I, you know, I've had a couple of these interviews so far and it just time and time again, parents say it was a way harder decision for me than it like, than yeah. it really was for my kids either way. Like they would have kind of like, they could have thrived in either environment, but yeah. it was just, it was more of an internal, like the turmoil that a parent goes through when they're making any choice for their kids, whether it's like where to go to church or what friends they should hang out with or what they should be eating. And, you know, it's like, we, it's often bigger for us than it really would be for our kids. Yeah, I think it really is. No, it's refining. I mean, these decisions, these are big decisions, but but yeah, it, it is. It was a very much of a refining process for me <laughs> to go through what am I valuing here and what's important. Yeah, so were there any lies that you, I mean, you kind of addressed it a little bit maybe, yeah. but were there any lies that you kind of found yourself believing in that decision process as I know you guys were evaluating a private school and you know had family ties to that and there was kind of like you know, that was part of your process. Like, were there any lies that you kind of had to sort through that you were believing in your own heart as you were working through that? Yeah, there, there's a lot, right? <laughs> like I, I kind of it kept, as I was thinking through, you know, where, what was this decision like? And it was about a year and a half ago. So it was good for me to kind of reassess, okay, what, 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 did, what did we go through and what do we need to remember and, and learn from? But I think, you know, that big one of the lie of approval that I an identity wrapped up in where we send our kids. I think I, I really had to decide, am I fearing man or am I fearing God in these decisions? And I think it's easy to put a lot of weight on that decision point. And, and as we were thinking about the decision, something our local pastor said a few years back and something that I had heard again when I, we were 
addressing this education issue is, um, you know, God is not really concerned about the decision. You know, he's much more concerned about who we are, uh, what happens after that decision, honestly, like how do we step into where we are? And he cares about who your child is and not necessarily where they're educated, right? I mean, it is a big decision and it does impact, you know, your child, Mm -hmm. sure. But I think I gave myself too much power thinking that, you know, if I made the wrong decision, all is lost. Yeah. Or if I, you know, that somehow I could get outside of God's sovereignty. And so I think it's important for me to remember, um, and Nick and I to remember that, you know, we need to reorient that narrative that uh, we need to trust God with our circumstance and our decision. And he is going to be good no matter what we use. Because we do, we think the grass is greener on the other side, or if we're struggling with something, you know, we want, you know, oh, if I had just chosen a different way, this wouldn't happen. You know, I feel like it happens in every decision where we want, we want that, you know, I'm in the, you know, I put myself here and it's like, no, actually God's using um, your situation. He works through the sinfulness of man to bring about his glory. And it reminds me of just that uh, my grace is sufficient for you in second Corinthians. I was reading the Corinthians um, recently and Paul, you know, quoting Jesus, you know, my strength is made perfect in your weakness and just letting Christ's truth reign there that we don't have to be perfect and have it all together. And that God's going to use wherever you send your kid for his glory in your life. And you can trust that that he's working in your kids' lives too. Yeah, that's so good, man. I really think the Holy Spirit is trying to nail that verse into me because I keep running into it mm-hmm. everywhere I go. I mean, it's whether it's a guest or I don't. I just yeah, feel like I'm seeing it cool. everywhere, and I keep seeing it and keep seeing it. And the thing that it is continuing to center my heart on is, you know, I'm so afraid of my weaknesses. I'm so leery, mm-hmm. and so like I want to avoid them at all costs, and like somehow minimize and kind of remove all liability of all my weakness. But that verse says that my power is made perfect in your weakness. And Mm -hmm. so I don't have to be so afraid of whatever that weakness is, whether it's the weakness that I would perceive as a weakness, like, well, I can't do it all. And so I have to say, okay, I can't do it all. Uh, What can I do? Or what am I willing to do? Or what's, what's going to make the cut and what's not, you know, those are the things that I'm afraid of those answers, but God is not afraid of those answers. Right. Knows those. And and he needs me to remain weak to some degree so that like, yeah. so that he can be strong through, you know, my situation, my circumstances. And and I am not thinking that I am the hero of my story, you know, because yeah. I so easily want to be. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just easy to see, you know, an unknown, we just don't know what the future holds. And so it is, it can just be scary stepping out in faith and knowing that God is, is good. It is scary. And, and you know what, he is scary. Like there's a lot of things that he's going to bring up in these years, whatever way we choose to educate our children, that it's hard. It's going to bring about um, his glory though, ultimately. But yeah, I think we were, we were really trying to not let fear drive us um, there and, you know, I think the other thing that we married with this pretty closely was we wanted to make sure that we didn't separate education and home because we think that God and um, through scripture, you know, has, has told us that as parents, you know, we are the primary educators of our children and, you know, our call as a mom and as a dad is to um, love the Lord, your God. This is from Deuteronomy six, four, you know, with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength and, and teach your children about this. You know, we're commanded to, to be those, um, that primary educator. And so I think I had a lot of fear of, okay, well, if I, 
if I send my kids to public school, like they're not going to get a Christian worldview, right? Or they're going to be influenced so terribly by uh, these other people. And it's, and I just think that that's a lie that, yeah. I mean, yes, it's there, but that's not the primary place that they're getting truth. And I think that over the life, over their lives, a kid in kindergarten is not going to have as big of an impact as like I do in his yes, life yes. or, you know, the kid he sits next to at the lunch table. It's like, I mean, right. those times scare me and terrify me un- unduly so. Like it shouldn't yeah. uh, because I have to remember that God has placed me in my kids' lives. And as a parent, I am ultimately responsible yeah. for the discipleship of my children and, and we need help. Gosh, we need a lot of help, but we are the primary the ones to teach them, teach them about Christ, teach them how to navigate the world and the culture, who they are. So I, I think I, as we were making this decision, like had to remember whether it's private or public, which were our two main decision points that I still had the same calling and the same role in their life. And, and that is a beautiful gift. And I just saw that all throughout the scriptures and, and God kept reminding me of that too, that like, this is the way I use family. Like I use the family, um, the blood family, and I use the family of Christ to advance the gospel and to love your children. So don't yeah. think that you can separate yourself from that. Right. Um, so that was really encouraging to me. That's such a good reminder. You know, as we approach this this decision in our lives, like not everyone is battling the same past, the same perceived, you know, truths or beliefs or experiences. And so for me, like, because of the way I was educated, I can tend to feel like if I'm not like the only one doing everything for my children, that that means I'm, am I like, am I selling out? Am I like shortchanging them? Mm-hmm. But like you just said, that is so freeing and good to rem- be, be reminded of is that we are not relinquishing our role as a parent because of however we choose to educate our children. Like right. you don't get to step out of that role in a sense. And almost like, I think there's a tendency to think too highly of ourselves and not that everyone who homeschools does this, but I, I think that was part of my experience as a kid. And I saw that in the community that I grew up in that some parents really did, you know, I mean, it's, it's an easy idol to fall prey to like that, you know, you are like the, in, in charge of the ship and, you know, you have all this control and you have, you are the gatekeeper and, you know, and all of that, which there's pros and cons, of course, to that. But it's good for me to be reminded that like, you are their parent either way. Like nobody, like, like you said, that kid at the kindergarten lunch table, or, you know, even like, here's our worst fears like that, that wayward middle schooler, whatever they introduce them to or tell them about, like that person does not have more influence over your child's life than first of all, God, and Mm -hmm. second of all, than you. And like, of course, there are those cases where parents are checked out and are not involved in their kids' lives, but pretty sure anyone listening to this probably does not fall into that category. So well, and I think that you have, we have to be intentional there. Like it is yes. easy. I mean, even whether homeschool or, or private or like, it's easy to say, well, they got it over there, you know, like yeah. they're getting it at church or they're getting it at school and, and not take ownership in the home or um, not be involved in those conversations. And I think the word that we kind of kept coming back to is that we really want to take wherever you know, we ended up sending them, we want to take that as an opportunity, whatever they come home with. And it honestly, they'll come home, but they come home with a lot real quick. We want to take that as an opportunity to step into those conversations Mm -hmm. and be the primary voice in their lives through that, especially at these young ages. And hopefully that that those teaching moments will carry through as they get into some of their their later years. But I mean, I've I mean, even just our short year. So we've been in public school for um, we're starting our second year. So just in that short year, I mean, the teaching points really do write themselves. When they come home, Lincoln's my oldest, and he would come home and. 
he would have things to say that he, he did not get from us. And he would say words or phrases or be doing things. And it's just like, where did that come from? And so we were certainly given so many opportunities to say, you know, to speak into that and to not run away from it and, and, and say, you know, was that, is this something that's kind? Does that build other people up? And really just seeing that as something to, it just as an opportunity and not something to flee from, right? Like not something that we need to say, you know, we need to flee from all that, um, which we do, but we need to teach our kids about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a good, it's a good reminder for me or others listening that, you know, often we, there's a perception that if you choose private school or homeschool, that you're somehow going to prevent your child from having a run in with sin. And yeah. the reality is that yes, sin is on, on the outside of us, but it is also on the inside of us. So yeah. Yeah. you actually cannot escape it. And, and that isn't our call as parents is like, help your child avoid the sinful world. Like that's not, that isn't what the Bible says, but it does say like when you are rising and when you are laying down, like that, that verse that you're referencing yeah. Yeah. is like raising your children up and helping shape their minds. And so I think it's, it is kind of a cool thing that you guys are getting that I didn't get from my parents because I was in their home all the time. And I, I didn't hear certain references and, and might not have come into contact with those at the, at, at an early age, but it doesn't mean that I was not sinful myself. And so like, it was just, it looked different, yeah. you know, like running into some of the stuff that I did as an adolescent was like, it, I would, I was able to kind of like remain under the radar because I kind of seemed like I wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, I, I, you know, you can't yeah. blanket statement, but whereas like when your kid's bringing that stuff home and saying something or, or repeating or asking a question, it's like, oh wow. Okay. This is what they're hearing. Okay. Now yeah. we're going to talk about it. And yeah. I yeah. like and that, I- that w- that's not a hidden thing, you know? Right. And I think that, you know, wherever, yeah, if you are homeschooling, I mean, I just see like the importance of stepping into like where you, you know, getting exposed to the community and not thinking that, um, you know, we just need to stay in our bubble, right. That, that it's important to step out and, um, and learn what's going on and be wise about the world such that we can influence, so we can take our Christian perspective and and speak well to that. Yeah. It's really whatever we're facing, but what would your like just encouragement or words of advice be yeah. to a parent who is in that spot of weighing their options, making them, just, you know, making these decisions that I know you're going to be making every year for the rest of your parenting Absolutely. years and, and have already kind of started to make, but what would, what would you say? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things I'd say, you know, there's freedom to choose and there's freedom to change that we live in. And I specifically live in a very privileged world where I get to choose. And I think that that is, but, but also the freedom of the gospel, right? That it is, you are not, like this decision is not your salvation. You know, it is, uh, you have freedom there. And then I think the biggest thing would be to pray <laughs> would be my encouragement. I think that, and specifically the advice that I got that I've carried with me these last few years is to really pray that God would bring people and conversations into my life about this issue. And when I started praying for that, I was really encouraged because he did. He would bring up random conversations with people that I kind of knew, but that somehow we would land on the topic of education and it might've just been on my heart or mind, but it was amazing seeing God encouraging me through my community, um, my church in both sides. You know, it, it wasn't a very clear revelation that I feel super huge peace and a big revelation from God that, that this is where we're supposed to be, but we're here and we're living faithfully and we want, we want, we want it to be. Yeah. And I think I was also encouraged by the people working in public education I have just seen time and time again, the people through our church that are 
that are teachers or administrators in public education system and the work that they're doing. And I think my kiddo's son is is a believer based on some conversations I've I've had with her. And and I'm just encouraged by by the faithfulness of the educators, um, those that are Christians that are making an impact to to their communities. And so it's it was neat. Now, the, a couple other things that I would say, I think it's easy to judge other people in their decisions, especially in our, or in my subculture, I think that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so like wherever, I, I feel like in, in my friend group, you know, Haley, you know, you may decide to send your kids somewhere else than I did. And I think that it's important that we just encourage one another, mm-hmm. focus on unity rather than um, the division and the judging of the decisions um, and, yeah. and focus on what's most important rather than trying to divide over, over this issue. Cause it's easy to divide. And I, and I think that's just the sinful nature of our hearts of holding something too tightly, right? Like that yeah. this is something that we should feel freedom to do and encourage, you know, our sisters in Christ that they, if they choose something different, you know, as a mom or a different way. And that goes for all these decisions. I feel like yes. that you've talked to on your podcast. Of, of right. How you, how you work or how you yes. feels like yeah. I, I, it's so easy to make any of these things to elevate these secondary things to a primary thing. And that's when they become an idol. And that's, that's when they become part of your identity. And now you, yes, like you said, you, it's, it it feels easier to divide than, than find unity. And that's, that's a big red flag. Yeah, it is. And I think that we always need to, you know, check our hearts there, right. Of Mm -hmm. making sure that we're, what, what we're doing is out of love and, and support for one another. And, and, and come back to that in First Corinthians, talking about unity in the body and um, how we're all called to different things is so important. Yeah. Um, and have different gifts and are given different gifts. So Yeah, it's really good. That's good. Oh, well, thanks, Julie. I yeah. appreciate you sharing yeah. your heart and your story. I think that'll be really encouraging to that mom or dad listening who feels like, you know, you're echoing some of the same thoughts that they've been through. And just to hear the piece too, of you've made it through your first year and now you're in your second and you guys are kind of figuring that out as you go, as any of us would be. So I think it's, it's just encouraging to hear from people who are like one or two steps ahead of you, you know, and, and who are making that decision today in today's education system. And, you know, I've had interviews with some older guests who made that decision 20 years ago, but it's nice to hear from a mom who's like, yeah, we are there now, you know, and I really do feel, yeah, like we're in the trenches. Um, right. And I, I feel like there's one other story I'd share is that, you know, I felt convicted recently. I mean, having, or I'm realizing, you know, again, what's in my heart as I as I have these um, kiddos in a public school, but I, I had a pause and this is interesting for me because I had a pause that I didn't want to invite people over to my house, my kids' friends over to my house because I was too embarrassed that, you know, my house is too small or my house is too big or, you know, mm-hmm. it's not clean or, you know, we don't have the right toys or the right snacks. And like, I was just reminded of, gosh, where's my focus here? Like, what am I, what am I thinking on? Cause I want to seek a home that is a place that's safe and that kids feel loved and seen and known and welcome regardless of what I have or don't have, you know, that stuff doesn't matter. And so just remembering like the most important thing is to, for me learning, like I need to open my doors and serve my community well there and let the kids see Jesus and know that that's probably the most, that is the most important thing that I can give them. Not, you know, a, a clean house or good snacks, but, but it also might make some effort. Like I need to go get some snacks and I need to, yeah. uh, you know, be able to love them and make them feel loved because we don't know what these kids what they grow up with and what their homes are like. And so I'm just encouraged to just be a space. Yeah. Just to be a space to have that home that is loving. And I think that can go for any, you know, wherever you educate your kids is to um, love those kids that are in your, your kiddos classes and something that I'm learning how to do well 
Yeah. And I preach to myself all the time here. You know, it's like, I don't have to be a certain way to be loved. You know, they don't have to be a certain, we don't have to have certain things to be loved. I'm accepted. My father accepts me for who I am and that frees me to love others well. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that's just something else that I'm learning through this whole process with. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Stepping into new, new people, new places. Yeah. Well, you guys do do an awesome job of hosting. You always have the Costco snacks and <laughs> you know, your house is basically a West all mad. So you know, I'm learning <laughs> that my kids eat a lot. And I, I'm learning that Costco is ones, a though. really yeah. important, Costco is important for us. It used not to be as much, but I'm, I'm finding it's very critical to my sanity and keeping food flowing. Yeah. So I didn't ask you what, what resources you're using, but Costco oh, would be one of them. Costco, yeah. I would say it's one of the primary ones for yeah. sure. Man, when we did this, uh, Risen Motherhood, uh, gosh, a couple years ago, did a I great trip on it. And that was a, kind of my first introduction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have some great, they still have that. I just checked. They still have that page up. Yes. All of their resources. And they link out to a lot of great stuff, which kind of got me going, okay, what do I need to be thinking about just to have a place to go mm-hmm. launch there? Um, that's where I launched. And it was a lot of fun to, to hear from so many different perspectives because you need it. We need to be reoriented often. Yeah. We're quick to stray. So yeah. Yeah. Good. And here believers, believers yes. make multiple different decisions and realize I can glorify God in any of these paths. And, yeah. and so it's really between you and God and your husband yeah. and the Holy Spirit to, yeah. to come to that determination and only you guys can. So, yeah. and yeah. it was cool to see that. I think we do need to see like the, the greater body and the bigger perspective of, of what God's doing through his people. So yeah, totally. Good. All right. Well, thanks yeah. really so yeah. much for sharing. All right. Well, I hope that was an encouraging first episode. I loved what Julie shared just about really checking her own heart and what she was fearing, whether that was the fear of God or fear of man. That's been um, something that I've had to ask myself consistently throughout this process. And uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one to kind of keep at hand as you are feeling all the feelings and working through uh, whatever situation you're, you're working through with your kid's education. So come back tomorrow. We're going to be hearing from another friend of mine, Emily Bury. Emily and her husband, Wyatt, are um, educating their kids in a private school. So that is what you have to look forward to tomorrow. I will catch you guys back here on Wednesday with that interview with Emily. Have a great day.